take my straw. And I go all the way over there. And I drink it up. I drink your milkshake. <laughs> That's Just, a pretty good thing of playing. Uh, it yeah, is. I love it. I've been but, working on it for a while. Welcome to Pulp Fliction, the top five podcast. This is the podcast where we count down a new top five list every week. And this week, we're going to continue on from last week's show, which was the top five protagonists we each had of all time. Our favorite characters. We kind of divided them up, though, because as we were getting into this, we decided, oh, we each have so many favorite characters. There's so many good ones. There's so many bad ones. So we did our top five favorite protagonists this, uh, last week. This week, we're doing top five antagonists. I am Brandon Rabar. Joined by my co-hosts, Jacob Crisp and Rachel Jameson. And uh, without further ado, let's just jump right into it. Did you guys have any sort of disclaimers on this list? I had new ones. Uh, I wanted to back up real quick and say we had a couple. Uh, we had one question last week that we asked. So we couldn't think of any kind of. Um, wait Females? a sec. Was that during the Bond review or was it during our protagonist where we talked about was there ever a sequel or a whatever outside of the Bond films before the Bond films? Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I thought of one, but I still only just thought of one, which was the Godzilla movies. Oh, that's a good call. That's true. Yeah. I just, I, and I wanted to bring that up. I didn't know if anyone ever that's a posted good anything, but uh, we were really trying to think about something. That's the only yeah. one I could come up with. Um, I also wanted to point out that I, later on, we, we talked about it, and I, and I realized that I did leave someone off on this. So I do really enjoy so far in the stories, which is um, Elizabeth Salander. The girl with the dragon tattoo. I wanted to bring her up because yeah. we talked about not having many girls, and but I like her character because of her smarts. Right, really, she's got a lot of uh, um, issues and things like that. But I think that kind of goes along with her character and the depth of it. And I like how it's played by both um, uh, Rooney Mara and um, oh, and by uh, Naomi. Pay, pay, uh, pay. Uh, pep. Uh, Good luck with pep. that. Yeah, <laughs> right, not gonna, not gonna, not gonna, not gonna work anymore. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Numi Rapis. Yes, Rapis. Is that right? Yeah, Rapace, Rapace, Numi Rapace, Rapace, Rapace. Rapace. I think the next forty minutes should just be us trying to say her last name, butchering people's last names. <laughs> 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 so bad. Anyway. <laughs> that's all I wanted to bring up. All right. So as far as to go back to what you were saying, do they have anything new? <clears throat> I very easily could have had three antagonists on my top five that don't, that aren't actors that don't have dialogue. And I'm talking about the shark from jaws. Yeah. The xenomorph from aliens and predator from predator movies. Good Cause I love all three of those. Um, but you can't really talk about, them right yeah. i don't think and and, and so I, I left them off that was really the only thing new other than i'm still sticking with my um no biographical characters um i think that was the only other one i had oh and characters that i genuinely just love or whatever and that's hard to say for antagonists right but there's a couple i definitely like oh just wow awesome by things like that but um, there's one I have, I'm having a hard time with. The rest, I'm, I'm good. But that, that was it for my list. I don't know. Did you have anything new? The only thing I would say is... Or I, I guess I'll like, repeat what you had. I almost feel like we need a third list, which is gray characters. Because there are some characters... Gray? Well, like gray Oh, area. I've got a couple gray. Like, because, yeah. okay, here's my thing. I have quite a few characters that I didn't include on my protagonist because I feel like 
They were more antagonist. But then as I was making my list this week, I decided not to include them either because, for instance, my favorite movie character of all time is going to make either list, Michael Corleone. He's the protagonist, but he's also a pretty bad guy. But I wouldn't say he's an antagonist, but I wouldn't really say he's a protagonist. So there was – and I had – a handful of characters that I really, really liked that I didn't feel like qualified for either list. So, so no in, Michael Corleone? No Michael Corleone. Sadly. He was, he was, when I made this list, he's been my number one the entire time. But then I was like, he's not, because he starts off as a good guy for the first half of the first movie. And then really the entire, uh, the entirety of the third movie, he is trying to become a good guy again. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to redeem himself. So I'm like, is he really an entire, I don't yeah. So there. No, that's for, for example. That is so gray. It's gray, right? <laughs> we need a gray list. Uh, Rachel, <laughs> do you have any disclaimers? No, but I do agree with your Michael Corleone. He didn't make my list either for that same reason. I, I just didn't feel like he landed far enough on either side to really make either list. And so. really, I, I, there were a lot of specifically Pacino and De Niro type characters. Yeah, that, they do that play a lot like, of those oh, characters. I can't really. So, anyways. I'm curious to see where we go with this. Jacob, your number five favorite antagonist of all time. Uh, my number five, it's it's certainly kind of like my Austin Powers pick last week. Yes. Um, I very easily could have you know slipped Dr. Evil in here, because, but I don't want to talk about uh, Mike Myers again. Mike, yeah. So uh, I'm going with Bill Lumberg from The Office. Nice. Dude, that is <laughs> a great it. choice. He was all my honorable mentions, okay. and I thought I was going to like – be like everybody's like oh you're like the smartest one in the yeah. room <laughs> dang nice no that's rachel she's that's great yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i mean it's played by uh, gary cole who yeah. is a chameleon actor in he my is. opinion he's he is. he's usually all over the place but you know there's so much about the about office space that, that i know we love and a lot of people um Throughout my passing or whatever, they always like that movie. And who doesn't quote so much of some of the, the, the Bill Lumberg phrases, which is, yeah, yeah. we're going to oh, need you yeah. to come in on Sunday. Yeah, and uh, I mean, but he is like, and you hate that because he's he's the boss, you know, and for anyone who's ever stuck in a cubicle, they understand, you know, so, uh, someone like, you know, leaning over your shoulder while you're stuck in this square. It's not how life is supposed to be. You're supposed to be working outdoors and, <laughs> and whatever. And so if you have bosses like Bill Lumberg, I'm sorry, I've had him and and um, they're exhausting. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Uh, we have sort of a problem here. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS reports. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry about that. I, I forgot. Mm, yeah. You see, we're putting the cover sheets on all TPS reports now before they go out. Did you see the memo about this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have the memo right here. I just uh, forgot, but uh, it's not shipping out till tomorrow, so there's no problem. Yeah. If you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on, that would be great. And uh, I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo, okay? Yeah, no, I I, I have the memo. I've got it. It's right. Hello, Phil. Gary Cole plays this character to a T. So perfect. And it was perfect, and that's why Office Space is such a good cult movie. Um, it's such a great comedy, as because they hit, and, and that's also to, that's also a note to uh, the writer. Um, oh, the same dude that did a Mike. I can't. But he he always nails these uh, these types of characters. He did King of the Hill. Why yeah, yeah and he Mike. Also somebody did, I can't uh, Silicon think of Valley. Yeah, he did I don't know Beavis why and Butthead. I can't, I can't, uh, no, Mike Judge. 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 Mike Judge. Okay. 
I kept wanting to call him Mike Judd, and I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> uh, that's what he—he's so good about writing some of these cliche characteristics, right? Um, and uh, he nails it. I think he nails it with Bill Lumberg. So that's my number five. That's a great pick. That's I great love that pick. pick. I love and I—I I think I, I like—I love Lumberg. You know, yeah, it makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Lumberg is hilarious. That's, that's such a great choice. Lumberg. <laughs> so upset because he thinks that Jennifer Aniston had sex with him. Uh, that scene is great yeah. where he's envisioning it in his head is fantastic. That'd be great. Uh, Rachel, your number five favorite antagonist of all time. It's going to be hard to beat Bill Lumberg. Uh, I don't know that I did it, but Biff Tannen is my number five. You can't have Marty McFly as your number one uh, protagonist if if Biff Tannen doesn't make your list for antagonists. Uh, Biff is sure. just, he's such a fun he villain. Yeah. I mean, he, he's really funny. It, like, well, intentionally, but Brandon. unintentionally at the same time. Uh, just such, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a, such a simple character, but it's so funny to me still that he can, I, I don't know. I well, don't know. to I'm use, to use Brandon's word, he's a jackass. He, he is, is a jackass. Want you make like a tree and get, get out, out of here. here. <laughs> well, the fact that he's so dumb. I mean, he's like the 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 stereotypical bully. He's dumb, but he's tough. He's he's yeah. He's a, he's a jackass. Yeah, I mean, it's a very simple character, but a very fun villain to face. Yeah. Do you think that they ran his character into the ground more specifically with the second movie? He was. Uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. I would say in the second, if I can chip in, he I'd was, say in the second movie, no. because he was the older, uh, more mature Biff Tannen, he was like really just kind of evil. Like, whereas the young Biff Tannen was like goofy, well, uh, yeah, I funny. Mean, he was, I mean, like like the older version that had stolen the uh, like the, the almanac and became rich and all that. Okay, there's just, a lot of Biff Tannens, though. There so are, we're talking about true. like old grandpa Biff Tannen? Are we talking to like... Millionaire Biff Tannen. I, I was talking about millionaire. Biff I was thinking millionaire. Yeah, yeah as well. he he kind of crossed the line from being funny to just being a straight up jackass. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I liked his turn as the country western. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, he Tannen. was great in three. I thought that yeah. was a lot of fun, but I, I couldn't Mad stand him at all in the second movie <laughs> as the old man or as the millionaire. Uh, I didn't particularly love him as the old man. The millionaire I thought was a great villain. He yeah. just wasn't. He lost a lot of his. Um, charming biffness from the first is, one you know? uh, he, he, was, he was great in the first in the, in the first movie his biffness <laughs> i have my in my honorable mention okay so. cool good brandon your number five uh he's also my honorable mentions as well uh my number five is actually i'm gonna clean sweep this you guys both picked funny villains antagonists as your number five and i am doing the same thing my number five favorite antagonist is Beetlejuice. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. I was a big, big Beetlejuice fan uh, when I was younger. And again, uh, he's a jackass. He's really funny. He he's is. A, he's a smart ass. <laughs> but he's cool because he's a different – because he's supernatural and he can do all these cool things. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's he's kind of scary when you're younger. Yeah, he's scared that – out of me. Because like, <laughs> he's kind of scary. He's creepy looking, but he's really funny. Like, have you watched it as an adult? Have you no, watched... because he scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. I had nightmares it, about Beetlejuice. It, he's nasty as an adult. He, he is nasty. He's, he's he's totally inappropriate. He makes all kinds of like sexual jokes and and he's really funny. He's a jerk to all of them, but they need him. Uh, he kind of ends up saving the day, really. Mm -hmm. um, 
But he's he's a compl- what I like about him is he's a completely unique, completely. This is Tim Burton when Tim Burton works. Yeah. Like like this creation was fantastic. Um, the look, the feel, the personality, all those things. Uh, I think Beetlejuice was hilarious. <laughs> Uh, my wife and I would like to ask you a couple of questions. Sure, 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 sure. go ahead. Shoot. Well, for instance, uh, what are your qualifications? Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, what do you think? You think I'm qualified? What I mean is, can you be scary? Oh, oh, I know what you're asking me. Can I be scary? What do you think of this? <laughs> you like it? You know, the craziest thing about Beetlejuice that you haven't mentioned yet is the fact that Michael Keaton plays the character. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, because it's Michael Keaton. Like, you know, to me, nice guy. Yeah. You know, ho- you know wholesome person. And yep. then he's he's doing this great you know, role character where he's just this, ah, just this, I don't know, crazy, creepy, you know, he is, inappropriate of, person. Yeah. And he is, he's a lot of things at once. He's really creepy. He's freaky. He scared Rachel apparently as a kid, but then he's really funny. He looks so weird. And yeah, Michael, <laughs> what is Keaton, he, isn't he looking up dresses and things like that? He's a perv. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a everything. He's I mean, annoying. He's, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's somebody, he's totally immature, but he, he's kind of smart. Like he's kind of like got everybody figured out. I don't know. Beetlejuice is hilarious. I love Beetlejuice. Actually, just talking about it makes me want to watch the movie again. Uh, I, I need to give it another shot. Oh, definitely. But I'll say the only time I woke up screaming at my grandma's house because I had a dream that Beetlejuice was chasing my dad and my brother and he was trying to kill him. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, that's not even it was, Beetlejuice's style. Honestly, he just kind of wants to screw with people. He's not even really into... He's not like a evil character. He was my yeah, head. Take that dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I probably I need to give it another shot. I bet I would like it as an adult, but it did scare the crap out of me as a kid. You really of course, as an adult. I was a major wuss as a kid. So, <laughs> so. no, Ernest scared stupid scared me as a kid. So Beetlejuice was horrifying. <laughs> Jake, <laughs> your number, number four favorite antagonist of all time. This is the only one I have a problem with because um, I don't love this character. But it was like the second or third person I thought of. He's amazing in it. I'll just say real quick: it's uh, Hannibal Lecter. Yes, Anthony Hopkins, Silence of the Lambs. It's hard for me to keep him out of my list, right? He, was, and, he, he and didn't make my list, but he was. I just kept coming back to him and kept coming back to him because who I had in there before it was just like no, no, and it's like I. It just seems like I need to put him in there because, yeah. simply put, Anthony Hopkins just put so much into this character as mm-hmm. far as uh, the depths of this psychotic who eats people. But, you know, he's also a psychologist who can break down people. And so, and one thing, and this is kind of a great character as well. Yeah. When you really think about it, because, you know, obviously he eats people, but at the same time, he helps CIA catch bad people. Exactly. Um, yeah. But I think true. it's more so just for his advantage. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's definitely an antagonist. Right. That leans more that way. Sure, yeah. sure. When <laughs> <laughs> um, you're eating people, it's yeah, a little I bit mean, different. Not going to justify being a cannibal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, a lot of it, again, but most of it goes to Anthony Hopkins and, and his acting skills. Now, Silence of the Lambs, the movie, is one of the, I was one of the scariest slash seem to be real movies I've ever seen. 
And when it came out, I think I was 11. What was it? 90, yeah, 91. I was 11 years old. And I remember running behind my dad's chair, like sprinting, like left and right and juking. And, and like, like, like what, you know, what's going to happen, especially when she went into uh, uh, Buffalo you know, Bill's you know, house. Yeah, Buffalo Bill could easily be in here because he, he, oh, yeah. he's, he's so scary, creepy. creepy. He's scary. He's scary. Uh, scary. And uh, but um, the nod goes to Hannibal Lecter on this one. He's he's one of the great villains of all time. He's one of the most iconic of all time. Uh, and he's, you know what's he's a calculated sociopath. I'm seeing some writing here. Yeah, that's down. a good way of putting it. What's crazy about him is he is hardly on the screen at all. You know, I think it broke the record for smallest amount of screen time ever for a Best Actor Oscar went for Best Oscar, yeah, for Best Leading Role because he's only actual screen time. It's something crazy like eighteen minutes. Really? Oh, really? I've never heard like that before. That. Well, because if you think of, I mean, because when you think of Silence Lambs, he's the first thing you think of. But as far as, but because he makes such an impact and such an impression right. whenever he's on the scene, that's how good he is. Yeah. It, it's the perfect culmination. Here's what happens when great writing and directing and characters meets horror. That's when you get movies like. Silence of the Lambs and Psycho mm-hmm. and The Shining, and that's why those become so iconic. Uh, because you know most horror movies, to a certain extent, the Halloween as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because yeah. usually most horror movies, Hello, I mean, they're, they're not smartly <laughs> written, they're not greatly acted, mm-hmm. directed. Those time, but but a Hannibal Lecter type character is like the perfect. I mean, it, like all the you know everything was aligned correctly. You got Anthony Hopkins playing it, such a great written character, and mm-hmm. so. The, uh, but that's a great choice. See, like, and when I say I don't like horrors, I'm not sure if uh, Silence of the Lambs is treated as a horror. It's probably a horror slash thriller. Yeah. Um, and I love thrillers. And, uh, you know, and I actually love Silence of the Lambs. I think I gave it a 10. I have it a 9 here. But, I mean, it could easily be, easy, uh, easily yeah. be a 10. Um, wait, you just recently watched it, didn't you, Yeah, for Rachel? the first time mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So if they just... This is where, when it comes to horror films, I'm so frustrated with. Gosh, they just did like this. I'd watch these movies all the time. I mean, like, yeah. I can handle those scares. Well, I think I can handle those scares. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I'd be much more willing to watch that if they just put something into it rather than the, yeah. the cliche thing. But maybe this is just one of those situations where we had a great story, some great villains, yeah. great casting, obviously. Um, everything just kind of came together. So, uh, clearly, for was it the only horror film to ever win Best Picture? <sighs> I mean, I, believe I think it is, isn't it? So, yeah, anyway. I believe it is. Yes. What did you say? Had the lamb stop crying, <laughs> <Yeah>. please? <laughs> All right, that's my number four. Uh, Rachel, your number four favorite antagonist. My number time. four is Prince Humperdinck from Princess Bride. <laughs> You're continuing the uh, the funny ones, but that's a great choice. Yeah, that's good. He he was. He was a bastard. He was a bastard. <laughs> like I really, I I watched Princess Bride a lot as a kid, and I just hated his guts so much. He was just, it was just so mean. <laughs> I mean, they had like the torture thing where they were, they put him in like the, the underground thing that was in the tree, and then they're like pulling him, and it's all just because he wants to. He just wants to marry Princess Buttercup, and it's. He just sucks. He sucks. I, I, I got nothing else other than I really hated Prince Humperdinck when I was a kid. It's odd. But when I hired Vizzini to have her murdered on our engagement day, I thought that was clever. But it's going to be so much more moving when I strangle her on our wedding night. Once Gilder is blamed, the nation will be truly outraged. They'll demand we go to war. 
<laughs> now, where is that secret knot? It's impossible to find. Ah. Are you coming down into the pit? Wesley's got his strength back. I'm starting him on the machine tonight. Tyrone, you know how much I love watching you work. But I've got my country's 500th anniversary to plan, my wedding to arrange, my wife to murder, and Gilda to frame for it. I'm swamped. Get some rest. If you haven't got your health, you haven't got anything. I haven't seen The Princess Bride in a long time. And to be honest, it wasn't a movie I grew up on either, so I've only seen it a couple times. That's surprising. And I can't even think what, what Prince Humperdinck... It's Chris Sarandon. Honestly, I was thinking of Wallace Shawn. As, uh, I didn't even say his name, Vicini, Vicini. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and so I'm going, like, inconceivable, you know? <laughs> I, I guess he went, yeah. No, Prince Humperdinck, no, that's, uh, let's, that's a great choice. I love it. Uh, and he was... He's a funny character. That's about He's the level of horror I could handle as a kid. <laughs> And that guy. You thought you thought that was horror? No. But okay. I mean like I hated his guts. That's... You know what's so funny? This close. I mean, you nobody can see what I'm doing, but like this close I was to including a Chris <laughs> <laughs> including a Chris Sarandon character on my list, but it wasn't Prince Humperdinck. It was Jerry Dandridge from Fright Night. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. One of my all time favorite villains. Uh, so how weird, I mean, you think of Chris Sarandon, people only know like three or four of his roles. Um, He's a great villain. He is a great villain. He also uh, played, what's his face, in Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, the main guy. Jack Skeleton. Jack Skeleton. Skeleton. Yeah. Uh, anyways, all that to say, um, that's a unique choice and I like it. <laughs> I think... It's just Jacob, weird that two, we both had a Chris Sarandon villain. That is, what are the chances? That is weird, and I think that Jacob needs to rewatch Princess Bride. There's a lot of adult I, humor in that. I, I like the Princess Bride. I mean, even when I watch clips, I, I laugh quite a bit. I mean, there's a lot to like about that movie. I mean, it just probably has been five or ten years. He's just, he's so smug. But I certainly have seen enough clips over the years. Smug. Like, say if I was watching uh, Watch Mojo or something, uh, that it's it's continuously in, and there's and a I, lot of yeah, give credit where credit's due. There's a lot of things that I noticed in there when I watched it as an adult that I never noticed as a kid. Like there's a shortage of perfect breasts in the world. It would be a shame <laughs> to ruin yours. Lines like that I never really caught as a kid. And then I was like, oh, holy crap. I didn't know that was in there. But it's to me, it still holds up. And, smug, and is, he, smug is a great way to describe a, it. And you know, he was kind of the, oh, the forefather to these kind of tongue-in-cheek Prince Charming characters we have now. Like um, uh, Shrek, for instance. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that, yeah. Like, they kind of take... Kind of a jackass prince, prince. Kind of a jackass yeah. into the woods. Yeah. Um, we've got some Prince Charmings now that aren't exactly... Even in a small way, maybe Enchanted. Uh, not quite, but I mean, like, they've kind of turned the Prince Charming yeah. from this really regal upstanding noble character right. into kind of this this jackass and like maybe a snobby spoiled yes brat. yes and prince humperdinck is the first one i can think of that yeah. was that way that's a good call yeah i just discovered something Were right there, here on Pulp i mean Fiction. there had to have been something in uh, the holy grail movies i wouldn't know since i haven't seen it but you haven't seen holy grail well, we talked about this we remember? did and yeah. i'm getting mad again yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's one of my shame, shame, shameful movies I haven't seen. Jacob gives me crap about watch, not watching a show that's been out for like a month. Narcos. <laughs> it's the only thing he, he's got, and man. And he's going along. Yeah. You, you heard our list. <laughs> we got to hang on to the ones that we can. Yeah, exactly. 
But anyway, Prince Humperdinck is, is a smug jackass. I hope your entire list is just funny characters. We'll see. My number four favorite antagonist of all time um, is my newest. Uh, you know, I usually tend to go classic and, and people who stood the test of time. This one's only been out for a few years, but it's Hans Landa. I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly. Hans Landa. I think so. And Glorious Bastards. Yes. Christoph Waltz's character in Inglorious Bastards. And I struggle with putting him on this list, but as I was going through, I just really love this character. I did too. He's I an love honorable the movie. mention. And there were a lot of great characters. There were a lot of great scenes in this movie. But I realized that all my favorite scenes involved him. And he again, he's he's a jackass. He's funny. I, I like my villains, I guess, to be funny and to be jerks. But but, I, but, he, but the difference is he's actually really evil yeah. and really scary. Like the opening scene where he goes into the house and he's talking about uh, the rats and, and all that mm-hmm. and sniffing them out. I mean, he's scared. He's, the dialogue that he's saying is funny and he's delivering it and it's funny, but it is really, really scary. Yeah. Rats were the cause of the bubonic plague, but that's some time ago. I propose to you any disease a rat could spread, a squirrel could equally carry. Would you agree? Right. Yet I assume you don't share the same animosity with squirrels that you do with rats, do you? No. Yet they're both rodents, are they not? And except for the tail, they even rather look alike, don't they? That's an interesting thought, Akurini. However interesting as the thought may be, it makes not one bit of difference to how you feel. If a rat were to walk in here right now as I'm talking, would you greet it with a source of your delicious milk? Probably not. I didn't think so. You don't like them. You don't really know why you don't like them. All you know is you find them repulsive. Consequently, a German soldier conducts a search of a house suspected of hiding Jews. Where does the hawk look? He looks in the barn, he looks in the attic, he looks in the cellar, he looks everywhere he would hide. For there's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware of what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. That scene, uh, were they playing poker or something like that? Like underneath something, I don't remember. I just oh, remember yes, that yes. scene being like super intense because you knew something was going to jump off at any moment. But we're I, talking I don't about know. in the basement of the bar where it was Fassbender. Yeah, but that wasn't Christoph. But, oh, he wasn't right. in there. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that was a really good scene. That was a Never great mind. That's the best scene of the movie. You're talking yeah. about the dinner scene, right? Yeah. Or well, no, I was talking about the opening scene of okay, the movie. Okay, fine. I don't know anything about anything. I'm just going to sit over here. I'm going to sit right here and, and stare be, at Rachel cool. just sitting right there. <laughs> cool. That was a good movie. <laughs> he was good in that. He was definitely good. He was. And I think what you're saying, the funny but scary, well, uh, probably because his, his funny you know, quality Maybe, maybe maybe he had him. He was he was coming off really smart as well, which shows you smart. the threat behind what he can yes. do. So well, and you know the what, wit, you know. That yeah, sort of he was thing. very witty. Yeah, and he had all this power behind him, and you knew that. Like, I mean, he was so threatening, 
and scary and 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 you know he's playing this German you know this this Nazi character and of course everything that goes along with being a Nazi and how scary that is anyways and he's like scary Nazi villain on crack like with the ultimate power to do whatever he wants and with no moral implications but then he will say really f- funny things like that's a bingo I mean like <laughs> oh, that's that a really I mean line. things like that yeah, and that's uh, just Christoph Waltz for that's where he's great yes. That's why I was so disappointing with the Spectre movie. He just didn't have they enough of that. They wasted him. Yeah. They wasted him. Yeah. Because he was great as, um, well, in Django, I can't think it was uh, King. Uh, yeah, he was King great. Schultz. Is that yes. Right? Yes, yeah. he was great in that. Same thing. But maybe that's Tarantino. I don't know. Yeah. That's how to use him. Jacob, your number three favorite antagonist of all time. Okay. So, like, I've always said Daniel Playview is such a great bad mm. guy. Uh, I think Daniel Day Lewis places it so, plays him so well, but I cannot get past Daniel Day Lewis's better role, in my opinion. I knew you were gonna, which uh, is Bill, the, the, Bill which, which is Bill Cutting, Bill the Butcher. Yeah, yeah. Bill the Butcher almost made my list. I I at first I kind of forgot about it, but then I was kind of going through some stuff, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, Bill the Butcher, because I remember when I watched this and saw him, and was just thinking like, wow, what a what a fun role, what a what a, what a what a fun character as as far as being a bad guy goes. And he's, and uh, this was before we, you know, God, it seems like Daniel Day-Lewis was kind of in hiding for several years. or He only makes a like movie at once every so often. So, yeah. So when he does his Scorsese movie and he comes out with just this, I, I don't even know how you can do, I don't know how to do that dialogue. If it's a, a Northern slash Boston slash British, I don't know. Yeah, it's... But, and I've yet to really hear anyone else kind of do anything close to that. Honestly, until he did Daniel, Daniel Plainview, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, his role as the butcher, I mean, you can see kind of the same thing as what you just said about Christoph Waltz. You can see the wit yes. and the charm, but my God, when he shows the the the, the anger, yes. the, the rage, it beats the hell out of Leonardo DiCaprio at one scary. point. Um, and of course, like his hatred towards uh, you know immigration, that kind of just goes, I guess, with just his character. <sighs> This is fresh meat. What I mean, we need to tenderize this meat a little bit. All right, let's kiss goodnight to that pretty young face of yours. What'll it be then? Rib or chop? Loin or shank? He just does a great job of bringing this depth to um, really what could be such a simple character. It could have been you know? very one very, uh, It could be. It could have been very kind of cartoonish. Yes. But uh, but instead, that's where Daniel Tate Lewis is just brilliant. Yeah. And um, he just you you have this charm that you like about him. He is charming. And, uh, you kind of would want him to be your leader in a way. Well, um, and some but, of the th- some of his beliefs, you're actually like, well, I mean, he kind of does make it like he stands for something, and what he stands for, you're kind of like, well, I see his point. He's going about it all wrong. Yeah, yeah, he's going about it all wrong because he's he's an evil dude. Period. But I kind of see his point, mm-hmm. and 
And I mean, like, like I'm thinking of the scene where he's sitting by the bedside and he's got the American flag draped over him. Like, yeah. oh, like yeah. there's so many great scenes. Like, he's not just an evil guy. He is an evil guy, mm-hmm. but there's so much more to that. And that's that's the character, and that's also Daniel Day Lewis. Is it because he loves his country, but he just hates the immigration coming in? I think so. Yeah, yeah I, think I mean, so. so he at least he you know he's passionate about something. He's just evil. Yeah, exactly. Know? Or maybe he goes out the wrong way of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> But you appreciate his passion. I mean, you as far as go back to the car and two thing, I mean, he even has a glass eye. Yeah, when you think about it. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really could have been just hokey, but it, it's not. I think, I think that's one of his best roles. I mean, it's so hard to compare that to Daniel Plainview. Um, They're both so but good, though. To me, he, there's just so much more charisma uh, with this character over Plainview, and that's why that's why I like it. There's definitely more charisma and more likability mm-hmm. to Bill the Butcher, whereas Daniel Plainview. There's not much to like about him other than his on again, off again love for his son. There's and really his, not much in his will to work, True. work yes. as hard as he can to to be the best or whatever. Yes, yes, you can respect so that. Maybe that's us really kind of pull you know, pull yeah. something out of our hat here. You know the amazing thing about Bill the Butcher is I honestly if it wasn't for the Bill the Butcher character, I don't know how much I would like Gangs of New York. Yep. Like, exactly. I love Gangs of New York. I don't but think it's, it's that good of a movie. That's it's what I was going to say. But, he's but, but I only it, love it because of him. It's yep. the ultimate, like, this one character, this one actor, yeah, this he, one role I think he completely stole the makes the movie. I think it was, a, I think it was anticlimactic, especially that ending. Yep. And, yep. Uh, no, I've always thought that about Gangs of New York. It could have been a great, great movie. Right. But because how it ended and what they did with some things, the only thing I really loved about this movie was, yep. was yep. Daniel Day-Lewis. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Rachel, your number three favorite antagonist of all time. It's a great segue. Let's talk about Daniel Plainview yep. some more. Nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think... Well, like you said, there there wasn't much redeeming about Daniel Plainview, but I think that's why I liked him even more uh, as a villain, just because he this, was just... Un- this explains so much why you two hated the Peanuts movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was think just, Daniel Plainview is such an awesome... He character. was just oh, unyieldingly yeah. evil. Yeah. Like, didn't even care. Yeah, that he's just evil, and that's what he is, and he's fine with it. Like, I agree. Yeah, I, you didn't greed. need to see... Greed, he defines greed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, just He's just amazing. Daniel Day-Lewis is... Uh, amazing in everything he's in. Yes, he is. So, and this was really that I'm. I was behind the curve as always, but that was the first thing that I really saw him in, and then went back and watched like my left foot and mm-hmm. and uh, <sighs> Gangs of New York and all that kind of stuff. But I, he's just so he's so good at playing smart. Yes. Um, kind of charismatic though. I mean, like even Daniel Plainview was charismatic. That's true. When he was needing to kind of like when he needed to turn it on, he yes. could. Here's some words that uh, someone wrote down about him because I, I kind of took some notes on. Was uh, manipulative, ruthless, cruel, terrorizing, and vengeful. Yes. Yeah. Those yeah. are all great adjectives for yeah. him. Uh, but I take my straw. And I go all the way <laughs> there. And I drink it up. I drink your milkshake. <laughs> That's Just, a pretty good Daniel Plainview. Uh, I love it. I've been uh, working on it for a while. Daniel Plainview <laughs> is, I think, the greatest... Daniel Lewis as Daniel Plainview is the greatest performance of the 21st century. Agreed. And I think that Daniel Plainview uh, may be the best overall, uh, my favorite overall character of the 21st century as well. Uh, and that's, that's, a, those that's a big statement. But I would have to look at that. That that second one. It's the reasonable. First one, the first one I'm absolutely sure on. Uh, the second one I'd have to actually think about, but off the top of my head or somebody was like, hey, best That's a reasonable character. statement. Yes. Um, and he's got so many 
Like, I don't agree with him, but I do. Like. But you admire him to a point? But you admire him, like, because he does, like you said, the will to to succeed. To be and the best. work hard and be yeah. the best. And I relate to those things. Even It sounds so stupid. This is going to sound ridiculous. But I relate to those things and, like, rooting for my sports teams or my own fantasy football team and things like that. Like, like I'll, I'll hear, like, other sports fans say, like, oh, man, I really like this, you know, Steph Curry. He's such a classic guy. And the Warriors are such a fun team to watch. I'm like, I'm like Dan – I'll, I feel like Daniel Plainview where he says, I have a competition in me. I don't want anyone else to succeed. Yeah. I completely relate to that. Oh, like, totally. I don't want like, – Honestly, no, that's why up. I've always liked Tiger Woods. Of course, I grew up watching Tiger Woods, and I was a golfer. But, like, I loved how he can go out there. He can just, just kill the rest of the field. Yeah. And he did it for 10 years. Yeah. And, and, I, and I couldn't quit else. watching the guy because I, I don't think I would ever see that again in my lifetime. Yeah. It was amazing. And, and, and a lot of people are like, why do you like that guy? It's like, because look what he does. And I can I could totally relate that over to what you just said as far as like I, you know as what, what what did you say blame you said yeah I have a competition, <laughs> have a competition in, me. in me I want no one else I to like succeed. that I totally I love that. that like it, it's it's it seems like a bad villainy quote and it is yeah. but I completely agree with yeah, that. you guys you know are... who's not like that Charlie Brown <laughs> <laughs> yeah you guys are kind of assholes <laughs> only yeah, I can exceed yeah but you're one of those like oh yeah he's a good guy too I hope he does well too no screw that I hope every member of every team that I don't root for screw them all the free Notre Dame fighting Irish screw it. they're OU's competition right now to make it into the playoffs F them I, I can't stand them right now I don't want them to succeed at all that's cool man I don't want them to succeed either <laughs> <laughs> But I can't be like, yeah, break his legs. I hope somebody <laughs> sweep the leg. <laughs> I hope somebody <laughs> hit the body back. Yeah, Cobra Kai collectively was close to making my list. They're actually an honorable mention. <laughs> Speaking of sweep the leg, Cobra Kai. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I got nothing to, to add to that. That's a good my, three. my competition is not that strong. <laughs> I, I don't wish ill upon people just because they're not me. Uh, well, weak, weak Sorry, sauce. I know. Maybe someday a little redheaded boy will appreciate my kind heart <laughs> and then fall in love with someone else while he writes me pen pal letters. <laughs> I'm so glad Daniel played me and Bill the Butcher were both really close to making my list. Neither of them did, so I'm glad they made uh, I your list. I both on there. Yeah. Instead of Lecter, but I didn't have two Daniel Day-Lewis for some reason. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. Works out well. My number three favorite antagonist of all time uh, was a real strong consideration for my number one favorite antagonist of all time is Freddy Krueger. Freddy, uh, come up. Yeah. Uh, Rachel and I know we've talked about this in previous episodes. Both of us huge Nightmare on Elm Street fans. I know that Jacob uh, is not w- was not a big fan <laughs> of Nightmare on Elm Street nor Freddy Krueger. I have thought about it a lot since I've watched it. Have you? And you I'm still hate I, him? I'm not saying I like it, but I... I got some things wrong when we did a review on it, and so I'm owning up to that. But I still think there were some clunky things. But I totally get for someone who grew up watching it why I know I'm, your passion for him. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that's good. That's yeah. good. Uh, I uh, yeah. He's listen. He's he's evil. He kills children. Uh, <laughs> that's that's about as low as you can get. Really. I mean, it's terrible. And he rapes. Children yeah, as yeah, well. They kind of gloss over that a little bit because the studio was a little afraid to put that out there. Well, but he that's did, pure evil. He did rape and murder children. And he's your number three. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he comes back. But then he... 
But he's so what, funny. Uh, but he ends up being. But he's funny. a funny guy. In the later movies, he ends up being a funny jackass. So I like him. Yeah, but it, here he starts off as a really evil, uh, scary character, and he is, and he, you know, he's more creative than the other slasher movie villains because he gets you in your dreams. There's so many um, unique things to him, from his look to his face uh, to his one-liners. All those things. Listen, it all comes down to the fact that I loved him as a kid. I was a, I was an eleven-year-old kid who was, uh, I would go and buy Fangora magazines just because Freddy Krueger was on the cover, and I wanted to read <coughs> Freddy Krueger. So I guess that's weird, but I've, I've, I used to call the there was a I don't know if I mentioned this before, but there was a one nine hundred Freddy line thing. that you could call and like Freddy would talk to you, and it was, you know, oh my obviously God. a recording. Oh, I mean, that's funny. How weird? It, yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> like Freddy was like big at the time, mm. uh, and it's weird that this child murdering villain they kind of glossed uh, over the yeah, molestation yeah, thing and then like it's, child murdering it's weird it, and oh it's that's weird. the part where i had a hard time following that yeah okay <laughs> and it's weird that it became this thing that was so big that kids like me were calling a 1-900 line to talk to this child <laughs> murderer uh but we wow. did so there that's you go he's so name. funny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean he was my number three favorite of all time is uh freddy krueger <laughs> Jacob, your number two favorite antagonist of all time. My number two is the reason why I did not use not using comic book characters mm-hmm. as a uh, stipulation. Oh, yeah. It's the Joker. Yeah, it's, and that's it's, a great choice. It's uh, played by uh, Heath Ledger. And, you know, and Jack, Jack Nicholson, Nicholson, he was good was, too. I'm, I'm not going to dismiss Jack because yeah. he was a great Joker, but... Heath Ledger, when you made your comment about Daniel Playview and, the, and him being the best of this I, that's the only other character I would put up against it. Because I would agree of, with of what Heath Ledger did, what he brought to it, which was character or performance. But either way, know. you can make you can make an argument either I way. Because the Joker is such a great, it's such a great. He's character a great character. I would say performance wise, I would still pretty easily go with Daniel Daniels. Only because as great as Heath Ledger's Joker was, it was still pretty one note. Whereas Daniel Playview, there was so much to him. No, I don't know if it's just one note because there are times where, of course, he's always going to be like the laugh and he wants an- or chaos and, and things like that. But then when he sits in the room with all the thugs and he says, look, let's get down to brass tacks. We're here to get the bat. You know, he shows a little bit of like, I'm not here just to kind of goof off and whatever. And there's some seriousness to it. Of course, and again, it's the acting part, too, where he's constantly looking, looking outside of his mouth or twitching yeah. his fingers yeah. and, 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 and little things like that. I mean, Heath Ledger just really was sad when I heard – well, maybe for the wrong reasons. I was sad when he passed away because I was looking to forward to seeing Joker. this on screen again. Yeah. Um, you know, so moving on past all that. I mean, it, it's just – it was a fun role. And that, again, when I saw this in the theater – I remember going, oh, my God, like. You knew you were watching something special. I knew. I was like, this is almost good enough to be not. I mean, and gosh, this is probably a summer blockbuster. It was. But I know. I I remember that very clearly. I was like, I had never seen something quite like this, at least in a while. And I would not be surprised. I was be in the middle of the movie. I was excited every time he came on the screen. Oh, uh, oh, that's because Batman was boring as hell, and Joker was really <laughs> interesting and fun. But this is where we've had this conversation where we decided that a lot of the Batman villains work out pretty well because they're all so uh, charismatic and they and they match his not having his dullness, right. charisma. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I, I like that though. I, I, I do, and of course, the Joker is the best of the best of them all. No, jo- jo- listen. It's I've gone on record how much I can't stand Batman and and all that. But <laughs> that said, talked about it. But 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 that said, this is how great the Joker is. He's actually an honorable mention for me just because it is such a great that character. Was, yeah, and it's played so well by Heath Ledger. Listen, I've said this before too, and I stand by this. Heath Ledger was so great as the Joker, and the Joker character was so great in The Dark Knight that that single performance I think has enhanced and catapulted the entire trilogy's reputation. Single-handedly, because totally I think agree. the movie, I think the Dark Knight itself, without the Heath Ledger Joker performance and character, was just ordinary. Batman Begins was good but not great, and the Dark Knight Rises was pretty terrible. But because of the Joker character, I think that that entire trilogy has been made to be one of the all-time greats. I completely put on a pedestal. That's a perfect way to put it. Because of that single performance and character being so great. Well, I don't agree with that because I think it was technically done really well. It was technically done well. Um, but I see what you're saying, especially yeah. like the third one. And uh, I thought the first one was pretty good. It was it was pretty good. Yeah. But I, but nobody was talking about how special or great it was until right. the Joker came along and The Dark Knight. You know what I'm saying? Like like know. Batman Begins came out. Christopher Nolan like, has a reputation. People get – there's a lot of fanboys for, for that guy. He does. So – I don't know. And there's a lot of Batman fans as well. There are, I mean, but, I but, but the first Batman Begins only did kind of okay at the box office. The reviews were good, not great. Christopher Nolan was a name, but not a big name. But then The Dark Knight comes out, and it thing changes is, though, whether everything. Whether or not Heath Ledger played or not, someone else probably would have played a pretty good Joker. True. Not you know, that we just happened though. to get Heath Ledger. Yeah. I mean, how, do, how will we ever know? It's a what-if question. Yeah. So you, you never know. You, you don't. Know? We we were lucky enough to get the Heath Ledger. We did, and uh, and that was a cakewalk. Uh, I knew that was he was going to be on my list. I actually um, thought he was going to be your number one. The fact that he's not number one is oh, uh, my number one could not be the more most oh, Darth obvious. Vader, no, bro. No, never mind. That was that is the most obvious. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Forget scratch that from. Like, I love my end. number one, maybe more than Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> I love him more than Han Solo. <laughs> Rachel, your number two favorite antagonist of all time, Freddy Krueger. I mean, we all, we all knew that was coming. We've talked about <laughs> Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street a lot. But, I mean, it's for the same reasons as Brandon said. He's just, he's such a fun, unique character. He's not your, um, you know, like Mike Myers and Jason and uh, Leatherface. These are all silent but scary killers. Uh, Freddy really had a big personality and still managed to be scary at the same time. So, I, I just love Freddy Krueger. Love that that child killer. He's great. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> He's a great villain. Daddy can't help you now. I need you, Jesse. We got special work to do here, you and me. Did you ever call us one nine hundred line? I didn't. I didn't. You're probably I, too young. Did I, you know about it? Uh, because I watched the documentary, but no, I didn't know okay. about it at the time that it was going on. 
Uh, I wonder if it's still around. Let's just, uh, we should call it. <laughs> we should call let's it. put it this way. If I was getting freaked out by Beetlejuice and Ernest Scared <laughs> Stupid, my opinion of Freddy Krueger may not have been the same if I had watched him when I was a little oh, kid. Good point. So it's a good thing that I met Freddy when I was a teenager and I could handle it then. Uh, you didn't get to talk much about Freddy because I kind of took your... Th- so my number two, I believe, maybe your number one, so I'm not going to talk about it very much. Uh, we can share. You want to share? Sure. I could be wrong, but if Freddie wasn't your number one, this guy is. Oh, yeah, I have a feeling one. I know who your number one uh, is. My too. number two favorite antagonist of all time is Jack Torrance from The Shining. Yes. Is, is that your? Yeah. Nice. Okay. 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 Uh, okay. I thought, so you might come up too. Uh, I will just say this. I think, I mean, the ultimate psycho, and such a great transformation uh, from you know regular Joe to completely insane mad. Uh, and and Jack Nicholson, we we mentioned Heath Ledger's Joker, one of the all time great villain performances. Uh, both of Daniel Day Lewis's performances, uh, Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter, and I think Jack Nicholson as Jack Torrance, along with my number one, are going to be the best villain performances there's ever. Been. Right. Came up on a lot of lists when I was doing my research. Did he? I yeah. mean, he's um, the performance is just so good. It's just so. I mean, he. I can, to me, it's Jack Nicholson's best role ever, and that's saying a lot. Because you know, it's crazy he didn't even get nominated for it. He's been nominated so many times and won a couple, but he wasn't even nominated for The Shining. The Shining, when it first came out, was a little misunderstood. I mean, it was a hit and and those things, but as well, time went it on, it out? became bigger. Nineteen eighty. Yeah, um, I can see that. But it was a little misunderstood at the time, uh, and of course, it's become huge since. And in retrospect, people realize how great the performance was, but it was just kind of considered a crazy guy at the time. Well, it's just the transition is so amazing from, I mean, the whole thing seemed almost too believable. That character seemed very, very real, which is part of the reason why I love Jack Torrance so much. Has it ever occurred to you that I have agreed to look after the Overlook Hotel until May the 1st? Does it matter to you at all? That the owners have placed their complete confidence and trust in me and that I have signed a letter of agreement, a contract, in which I have accepted that responsibility. You have the slightest idea what a moral and ethical principle is, do you? Has it ever occurred to you what would happen to my future if I were to fail to live up to my responsibilities? Has it ever occurred to you? Has it? Stay away from me. I just want to go back to my room. Why? <laughs> well, I'm very confused. I just need a chance to think things over. You've had your whole fucking life to think things over. What good's a few minutes more going to do you now? Yeah. Stay with me. Please. Don't hurt me. I'm going to hurt you. Stay away from me. Wendy. Stay away. Darling, light of my life. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. (laughs) Stay away from me. Well, not only, I mean, there's that. What I love is really... The the transformation was was great, but my favorite is really just when he's completely whack job psycho. Oh well, nuts obviously that's a lot more interesting around. character. But I mean, just seeing like 
Because Jack Nicholson, he can be over the top. He can, like, if you were to say best actors that can just, like, go, like, okay, I want you to perform at a 10 here. Jack Nicholson is Jack Torrance, like, goes to, like, 15. True. But it's... I don't agree with that at all. I think of, like, Nicolas Cage... Well, but that's you know, bad acting. I'm saying okay. like in a good way. Okay, like right. like he still reigns. Because I never think that Jack Nicholson just. But maybe that's what you were talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, like or, like it's 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 somehow over the top while still brilliant acting. Whereas a Nicolas Cage will go so, over the maybe top. Maybe I should let you allowed you to finish. Your <laughs> yeah, bad. but it's uh, but it makes it so good and so fun and so entertaining, and. I mean, he's evil, but he's so fun to watch. It's a great way to put it. Well, I'm glad Jack Nicholson came back up because, again, we totally blasted by him when we did our favorite actors, and we didn't give him any any time. Yeah. And so, because there's so many roles that he does great. And, you know, I don't, I disagree with you as well when you say, you know, Rach, when you say that, you know, you think it's his best character, his best role, because he's got so many of them. But it's certainly one of his best, so... I, I would say certainly that certainly one of the most fun. No, uh, definitely one of the most fun. I mean that and one more with the cuckoo's nest. nest. Cuz you got yeah, that you've got uh, Batman, you've you got, got uh, um well, I a few good in, men uh Nathan Jessup is an honorable mention. Yeah, the Departed. The Departed. Uh, he's great yeah. in that. So uh, I mean whatever, you know, Jack Nick five easy awesome. pieces. I mean he's got so many. Still going with Jack Torrance. <laughs> <laughs> uh Jacob, you're number 2. Wait, no, no, no. That was my number two. Your number one favorite antagonist of all time is going to be the least surprising. Yeah, it, it really is. The, I mean, it's it's uh, Darth Vader. Um, I I have an obsession with Darth Vader more than any Star Wars character. He's um, the best character. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he like, is. I really can. I really never really care that much about Luke. I always thought Han Solo was cool, but Darth Vader was. Um, I can honestly say, and it, it was like. On a probably a tenth or fifteenth viewing of Return of the Jedi, I cried just one time when he died. Really? Yeah. Oh, spoiler! If you haven't seen <laughs> Return of the Jedi, <laughs> Wait, so you you die you cried. But when I was died? like eight years old, you know. But it's funny like man, because he's the bad but guy. I had seen it so many times, and it's like it's like why are you crying? And it's your tenth viewing, but I did. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. It's just kind of funny. Really, I mean, he so, is but. a bad guy, but that was a pretty moving scene. Sure, because the thing about him, you know, he's he's evil and he's I don't know if it's sociopathic's right word. I don't know if they really die that much into his character in the original trilogy. Right. We're not even going to talk about the prequels. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But when he does kind of redeem himself there at the end, you you know you kind of get that. All right, hey, you know, he's a fun fun character and is he your number one favorite character of all time? Movie character of all time? Just period. Overall, probably so. Yeah. I can't really can't think of anyone else I would put in front of him. Um, what is it you think? So. What, what do you think you like so much about it? Well, I always have a thing for looks when it comes to bad guys. Like yes. I was always obsessed it's with the GI Joes that had the, the masks. Yeah, you never saw their face. Like or like say Snake Eyes was a GI Joe. I right. like he was a cool looking because it covered their faces. And and I guess and I don't know where that comes from. It may have come from Darth Vader. Yeah, um, because I always liked this character where he had like this cool look. Plus he's all in black. Yeah, uh, with, yeah. His, with his cape and the voice. Uh, well, and I'm glad you said that because uh, James Earl Jones voiced uh, Darth Vader. He's done it for all the movies. Uh, we need to bring up David Prowse, who I don't know how tall he is, but he's a bodybuilder. Right. So he has like this size and this scale. Now that I'm thinking about some of the psychology behind it, my father has a very low, bo- low booming voice. 
So there could even be that behind it as well. Um, And so like you just have this presence of this character and he's just the most revered in all this, this story in this galaxy in this world. Um, Of course, join that in with one of my, my favorite story of all time. Right. And, um, uh, but it's gotta be so much, so much of it's gotta be his look though. He's, he's got a great look. And, and James Earl Jones's voice is just perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And, you know, I didn't know for years that that was that, it, that he was for the one voice. Yeah. Again. I mean, even after I watched a ton of James Earl Jones movies, <laughs> I never put that together until probably I was in my late teens. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, I love Darth Vader, and I don't know why because he tried to kill his children. But I love Darth Vader. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I do think he's that the such redemption a cool character. Yeah, and I think the redemption at the end really kind of highlights. The character, like, like he's a great character, anyways. Regardless, I like how he moves too. He never does anything yeah. rushed. It's always like I'm going to get there eventually, and when I do, it's going to be trouble. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way I of mean, putting it. I yeah, mean, he that never. Is... He always looked like that. That kind of intimidating walk. That's it. And so you know what's so, so cool. cool about him too? Because I of mean, course, this... the music that goes great, is great with him as well. The yeah, that's true. Well, here's what was so great about Darth Vader to me, as someone who likes the movies, but isn't like a huge fan, but I like the movies. He's always been by far my favorite character. I think it's because he's such a contrast to every other character because every other character is so colorful and fun. And, uh, you know, I mean, you got Han Solo who's, who's funny. You got Luke who's like, you know, regular guy. You got Yoda who's, I mean, they're all like colorful comic book characters. Even the Emperor, like he and his like witchy laughing has something about it. Then you said that Darth, who's just kind of sit there and observing the entire yes. time, and all you get out of it is this the breathing sound. Exactly. Like Darth know? seems like and actual, it's taunting in a way. Yes. Yeah. Like Darth actually seems like oh, this mf'er is for real. Like everybody else, this is all kind of like a joke and fun and comic booky. But Darth Vader, this dude's a badass. Yeah, for real. I mean, you get that in the very first Star Wars film when he where he picks a man about a two yeah. feet off the ground and breaks his neck. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah. <laughs> He's a bad mofo, man. <laughs> I love Darth. <laughs> you cannot hide forever, Luke. I will not fight. Give yourself. To the dark side. It is the only way you can save your friends. Yes, your thoughts betray you. Your feelings for them are strong, especially for sister. So you have a twin sister. Your feelings have now betrayed her too. Obi-Wan was wise to hide her from me. Now his failure is complete. If you will not turn to the dark side, then perhaps she will. That's a great, great choice. Darth Vader. It kind of has to... And probably, I'm going to go ahead and say it, probably the most iconic movie villain of all time. I I assume if we were to Google best movie villain of all time... He's pretty much constantly number two. Is number one... Hold on. Is Hannibal Lecter? Well, number one's a mixture of Lecter, the Joker, Michael Corleone. Okay. Well, that Um, makes sense. I've seen... Oh, uh, from Psycho, Norman Norman Bates. Norman Bates. Bates. 
uh, and Darth is always number two. I hate it. <laughs> I love that he's always right there because yeah. it's almost on every list. You know, it, they probably, but but the fact that he's constantly number two, where other people fluctuate, where he averages one, out, he probably <laughs> averaged out to be the highest. And it's probably because a lot of lists don't want to put him number one because one, it's obvious, and two, he is more uh, like the other ones are like series like real life right and like, this is a sci-fi and this is sci-fi yeah yeah so maybe that's why i love it i love it oh, he's so cool so cool i agree like as somebody who again likes the movies but isn't a huge fan i even think that darth vader is pretty badass rachel your number one was jack torrance yeah from the shiny anything else you'd like to add nah Okay, my number one is actually <laughs> any guesses? Norman Bates. Uh, Norman Bates guess, from yeah. Psycho is my number one. Was it because I said along with the best acted villains of all time? Or you no. just assume? Yeah. Here's the deal with Norman. My my number one is Norman Bates, played by Anthony Perkins. Uh, he was definitely the first. He started the entire horror movie villain like as far as like real slasher real serial killer type of villain but what i loved about him so much was really he's a nice guy yeah really he's a charming guy really he's a really really um, unassuming really unassuming he's the ultimate you know whenever you watch the news like he was so sweet i would have never expected he was so yeah. quiet he was such a nice guy that's norman bates yep uh but when it gets down to killing like it what he does, and I won't. Jacob, crazy enough, hasn't seen Psycho. I've seen enough clips, though. I mean, okay. I'd, what? What? Plus, I mean, I know. I mean, uh, Vince Vaughn's turn. Is just amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I well, forgot you watched what, that one. What he does, like, talk about the psychology of a character. Like, what he does is so insane and nuts uh, and scary. Uh, I mean, I love it for a lot of. I love the performance. I love. Uh, the fact that he was the first and that it was such a pioneering role in character and performance. Uh, and I am like, as far as like movie history and stuff like that, I respect that stuff so much, but it still stands the test of time. I'm really curious about when you watch it, what your impressions are, because I watched it. Um, the most recent viewing is probably a year or two ago with Misty and it's, she had never seen it before and she was genuinely, Afraid, disturbed, like disturbed. It was disturbing. It is a movie disturbing. that came out in nineteen sixty. I would say I'm not really. It didn't. I didn't really jump at anything because you kind of know the jumps. Sure, I mean, right. it's been around forever, but it's it's really disturbing to watch. Yeah. Still, that holds up. Uh, now, if this uh, girl Marion Crane were here, you wouldn't be hiding her, would you? No. Not if she paid you well. No. <laughs> Let's just say for the uh, just for the sake of argument that she wanted you to uh, gallantly protect her. You'd know that you were being used. That you. Uh, you wouldn't be made a fool of, would you? But I'm not a fool. Well, I'm, And I'm not capable of being fooled, not, not even by a woman. Well, this is not a slur on your manhood, I'm uh, sorry. Let's put it this way. She might have fooled me, but she didn't fool my mother. Well, then your mother met her. Could I, could I talk to your mother? No, as I told you, she's, she's confined. Yes, but just for a few minutes, that's all. There might be some hint that you missed out on. You know, sick old women are usually pretty sharp. Can I just, uh, uh, Mr. Just Mr. Mr. Arbogast, I wouldn't disturb I, her. I think I've... I think I've talked to you all I want to. Yes, but so, just for... I think it'd be much better if you left now. Thanks. Well, all right. You sure would save me a lot of legwork if you let me talk to her. I... Would I need a warrant for that, too? Sure. Uh -huh. All right. Thanks, anyway. Really, if it weren't for the fact that he was killing people, you'd really like Norman Bates. Yeah. I mean, he's a 
pretty sweet, nice guy. And he the, the thing is, yeah, exactly. He wouldn't even <laughs> hurt a fly. And the fact, he doesn't even know that he's killing. It's the thing. It's like, oh, the poor guy. He's, right. he's this horrible serial killer, but he just thinks he's nice Norman Bates. So uh, my number one is Norman Bates. That's a great cool. choice. Some good, we had some good top fives here. I, I, we did. We did a lot of good ones. We did. I think that actually our antagonists were more iconic than our protagonists. That's what we talked like, about. I, we figured it might be. I, I think mean, we hit like all the are, heavy hitters. I don't want to say bad guys are cooler, but bad guys are cooler. They are <laughs> cooler. They really are. They're more interesting. More interesting. Yes. Like every one of these movies, I mean, all these uh, characters, uh, there was a protagonist that went along with these. And well, and I think that boring maybe the comparison. three of us in particular like the psychology behind why people are the way they are. And so we naturally just find that more interesting because I feel like the really good villains have a lot of layers to them where the really good good guys are kind of just good guys for the most part. I mean, yeah, they're more vanilla. They're more, I mean, right. You don't have to get into super deep layers. You can with good guys, but I don't feel like it's, I mean, mine is Marty McFly. That's not a super complex character, but I feel like with villains, the more complex you get, the more interesting and villainous they become. Yeah. Like Biff, why is he such a bully? <laughs> it's just mean to him. He's got so much Biff. His dad probably flicked him on the head. I don't know. He was always yelling at his mom. <laughs> mom, the meatloaf. No. <laughs> so we covered a lot of great, great antagonists, but there were a lot that I'm we didn't so get to. I'm so excited to keep talking about it. Yeah, I know it's fun. We get to talk about more because it is time for the honorable mentions, the ones that didn't quite make our top five list, uh, but we want to still mention. I've got like a bunch. Do y'all want to go ahead of me or do you have a bunch as well? I, I have, have a bunch, but I can go through mine quickly. Do you want to go I first? I don't have that many. I'll just talk mine some out. some pretty cool ones um, that you wouldn't think of. I'll say that. The only ones that I'm only going to mention the ones that didn't get talked about. Uh, Sheriff Nottingham. I have it down. He's, that's he's a great choice. Prince of Thieves. That's a great choice. Go ahead, though. It's a dull, you twit. That'll hurt more. He's going yeah. to cut you with, with a spoon. spoon. <laughs> I mean, uh, what's so great about him too is that like he's kind of la- he's funny. He is funny, he, and that's what that's why. Um, I almost said Hans Gruber. Alan Rickman can be <laughs> so great because I have Hans Gruber in here as well. Yeah. And Alan Rickman, he was just born for bad guy roles. In a way. <laughs> he was. Uh, except he was for he's so, so close good in his later, it. in his older age, where yeah. he is like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He's a perfect voice to that robot. You know, <laughs> he was so close to making my list. Uh, I also had Leatherface on there because that dude's just freaking terrifying. He is terrifying. Um, I had John Doe from Seven. Wait, which one's yeah. Leatherface? Texas uh, Chainsaw Texas, Massacre. Yeah. Oh, okay, all yeah. right. The one that's putting people's faces on his face. Okay. Yeah, I don't know much about the story. Oh, it's really freaky. Okay. And he is really disturbing. Uh, and then the other one I had was John Doe from who was, Seven. Who was after Leatherface? John Doe. That's it? I thought you said one other person in there. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. John Doe was good. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I've got Kevin Spacey several times, and he was one, that's one he's of them. He's a great villain. Um, it's just, I feel like he wasn't in the movie enough. He wasn't, but when he was. When he, when he did. Yeah. Like, what is it? Low tan tan? <laughs> Put his hands up. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was, those were the only ones. I didn't have a lot of honorable mentions. I, I had to narrow down my honorable mentions because I had originally so many that I was like, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to narrow these down. So I'm just going to go through these quickly. Um, the Wet Bandits from Home Alone, played by <laughs> Joe Pesci and Daniel nice. Stern. Hey, the Wet <laughs> Bandits are freaking hilarious. They are hilarious. Uh, they are great villains. 
uh, as choice. great as that movie is, it wouldn't be as funny if it weren't for the wet bandits. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Good call. Also, kind of continue on last week's list. Johnny Re- Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci That's was so shocking. Funny. Yeah, he did that in Goodfellas the same yeah, year. Yeah, that and Tommy, which also which might, also should be on this list. Ma- yeah, I was gonna yeah. say he should be on the yeah, list Tommy for somebody. DeVito should make this list. Right. Uh, Johnny Ringo from Tombstone, uh, whereas Doc Holliday was my number one. Johnny Ringo was a great foil. Uh, not foil. I mean, he tried to be, but Doc smoked that fool. But he was a great <laughs> character. Uh, I also had Daniel Plainview and Bill the Butcher, both very close to making my list. I have – Jacob will appreciate this one. I have Mortimer and Randolph from uh, Trading Places. <laughs> Randolph, Randolph. <laughs> they're awesome. great. They're, they're old jackasses. Um, I mentioned Jerry Dandridge from Fright Night, played by Chris Randon, my favorite vampire of all time. I mentioned Colonel Nathan Jessup, uh, played by Jack Nicholson and A Few Good Men. You Can't Handle the Truth. He was great. He was fantastic in that. Uh, Biff Tannen is also... um, Continue on the Bond characters that we started last week. I actually have Jaws as my all-time favorite uh, Bond villain. Here's one that I was hoping... That nobody's mentioned, but this is a really, really great antagonist. Uh, Sergeant Hartman... Uh, from Full Got Metal it. Jacket. Is he on your honorable mentions? Yes. He, he a, was amazing. He's amazing. Is it, Have you seen Full Metal Jacket? Nope. Uh, he's, the, it's it's crazy. The, well, because he used to be an actual drill sergeant. Yeah. I mean, he is perfect. I in mean, fact, I'm wondering how much of it's even scripted. A, a lot of it was improvised. That's what I thought. A lot of it was yeah. improvised. It was just him. Do you know, are you at least aware we're talking about, mm-hmm. though? You probably, I figured you would. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. Oh, it, it's brilliant. And really, honestly, after he leaves the movie... The Full Metal Jacket is basically like two movies. It, yep. And the first half of it, I've watched like 10 times. Second half, I've watched once because <laughs> I don't really care once the uh, his story and Pyle story is over. I don't really care about the rest of it. I, I would, for the most part, agree with that. I mean, second half's got some really great tracking shots. And it's, yeah. you're right, it's, just, it's another movie. And yeah. there's some beautiful shots in there because it's. Yeah. Cause it's um, because um, it's Kubrick. Kubrick or whatever. Yeah. But the, what's his name stills the show? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, no, Rachel will appreciate this. Uh, sweetness from Roll Bounce. <laughs> Sweet. Sweetness. Sweetness. I've never heard of that. I have this weird affection for this kid movie <laughs> called Roll Bounce. He really loves him some Roll Bounce. And wow. Sweetness is like the stud roller skater. I that, like uh, sweet, the Sweetness. Yeah. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't he Nick Cannon? Uh, is it? Yeah, it's Nick. I believe it's Nick Cannon. I think he is. Uh, <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> I actually have Bill Lumberg uh, oh, listed. Cool. Uh, I have Doctor Evil, and I have another Will Ferrell, or I have a Will Ferrell character. Lumberg didn't come up in any list I researched. Did he not? And so it's awesome that you and I both have that to is think awesome. Of him. That is well, awesome. Why would you put them down? I know why I did. I was just thinking of funny ones. I was like, okay, what are some of my favorite funny villains? So I started to think of my favorite funny movies. Right. And so I thought of Office okay. Space, so I thought of him. That's funny. Uh, yeah, that, that's funny. Yeah, what are the chances that we both have him? Uh, I also have Dr. Evil. I have Mugatu from Zoolander, played by Will Ferrell. I <laughs> think call. Mugatu is pretty hilarious. Uh, I also have, uh, continuing with uh, the horror films, uh, Michael Myers, just pure evil and f- super freaky. Uh, Samara from that's The Ring. Call. I thought uh, of her. Super, super freaky deaky. I didn't put any horror ones on my list. You don't like horror, I, those, those are the two I thought of. That, oh, really? I actually... I just don't love them. <laughs> they're damn good. They're damn uh, good. Uh, yeah, they're villains. super, super free. They're great villains. Yeah. yeah, they are. I also have Hannibal Lecter. I also have John Doe. I have the Blair Witch, even though we never see her. She's just this imposing, super freaky character that we never see. Why does that have to be a woman? Or it could be a dude. That's right. Call. 
Good call. I also have the Joker amazingly listed. Uh, like I said, respect. Uh, I have Lex Luthor played by Gene Hackman in the original Superman movie. He was movies. great in that. He was. He was. The greatest coming to mind. <laughs> yeah, he was great. I had Doc Ock from Super, uh, Spider-Man 2. I have Anton Chigurh, which I'm yeah. surprised. Yeah, never I had him brought. on my list. Ex- I, I did have him written down at some point. I don't know why he got deleted. but I, I've got him on my list, too. Yeah, one of the great characters of the 21st century. Yep. He just got shafted because he came out the same year as Staying in Plain View. Right. So, sorry, no country yeah, for him. really men. did. Yeah. That, I mean, that, but any he, other year, he, he would have blown it out of the water. Oh, he won, but at least he it won. Was a, it was a sporting role, so he still won. But oh, I think okay. she was talking about that movie not winning Best Picture. Oh, it did. No Country for Old Men well, did win Best Picture. It did. I, I just meant like that. I think <laughs> I think that role gets overlooked because it was so close to Daniel Payne. Like now, years later, I, I, I think always think of Daniel Payne. Has view. held up more over the. Yeah, it was funny at the time. Actually, Anton Chigurh was kind of bigger at the time. But in retrospect, time has been kinder to Daniel yep. Plainview. And maybe that's because Daniel Day-Lewis. Because um, well, he's in the entire movie, whereas he's you know supporting. That's true. Right. Yeah. And then my last uh, is a trio of villains from the Rocky movies. Apollo nice. Creed, Ivan Drago, and Clubber Lane. I wondered got, about that. I almost yeah. put Creed in mine, actually. But was he really a villain? He was like at first. He was, he was I, Rocky I, I've got Apollo right. too. But down, the, I think he was great. Oh, he was great. He, he was, was but he's one of those that I feel like is a great character because he changes. He does change. So. I mean, he becomes besties with Rocky. Right. But at the time, if, if, he's, he, if you just to, saw Rocky, you know, he's, he's definitely he's, the villain, he's, the he's antagonist. Villain. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like you hate him as much as you end up loving him. Just saying. Yeah, so it's end. a 50 yeah. 50 split. Yeah. Carl Weathers, man, he was. He was great in that. He was ripped. Yeah, he was ripped. Between that and Predator, like, oh, yeah. I wish like you and I could like handshake like that and Predator, and then like, <laughs> yeah. but it would just be a complete failure. I believe. <laughs> Please try that, <laughs> dude. And Happy Gilmore. Can't forget Carl Weathers and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> well, see, I always think of an Arrested Development too, where he's a complete mooch. Oh so. yeah, that's right. <laughs> you gonna eat that? <laughs> you gotta I love that. that Carl Weathers and Chris Randon got so much love on this show. <laughs> Jacob, let's get to your oh the Encyclopedia of Antagonists <laughs> no. by Encyclopedia. Jacob Christop. <laughs> no, no. This is great though. What I did is I I uh, I created this list and I took I made I made it private so no one thinks I wrote this stuff and I took someone else's notes and just plugged them in here. Nice. They did a really good job. I don't even know who it was, so I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> uh, so I have Alex DeLarge from uh, Malcolm, oh. Mal- played by Malcolm McDowell from uh, Clockwork Orange. Yep. Great choice. You know what's crazy about him is that there's so much to love about this character, mm-hmm. except for the fact that he raped a woman in front of her husband <laughs> and he could, went psycho because of it or yes. crazy because of it. That's one of the main problems I have with that movie is I felt like at some point I was supposed to start feeling for him and I never did. Okay. I, I could never switch. I mean, because it opens sure. with him being so awful that I couldn't, yeah. sure. I could never switch to feeling for him sure. at any point. I was just like, yeah, you deserve all of this. Yeah, I, I mean, don't care. Pure sociopath. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, I think he defines sociopath probably better than most of the iconic characters out yeah, there. Yeah. Um, he was so so good. All right. Uh, so, so there's Sheriff Nottingham, Jack Torrance, oh, Tyler Durden. Oh, uh, that's a good Fight choice. Club. That's a good uh, choice. He was really good. That's, you know, and that's uh, Brad Pitt at his best, in my opinion, in his prime, just being the, the best arrogant. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Tyler Durden. I'm glad Anarchy. you brought it. I totally didn't even think of Tyler Durden, yep, but that's Anarchy. a good choice. Um, Nurse Ratched. Uh, I figured you probably came across it. And have you seen? I figured it would come up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, my father said he walked out of that film 
and he hated Nurse Ratched. Really? Um, yeah, and apparently a lot of people have a lot of hatred for her. Yeah. Oh, she and was terrible. It was, uh, it was acted by Louise Fletcher, and they say that she was so good in this role that a lot of roles that came after that were emulated after her because hmm. really she did. I never thought she showed much emotion, which I guess that's what made her so terrorized. Yeah. Because she just used her power and will over these you know these guys who were sick in the hospital yeah she was she was oh she was terrible she was great she was yeah she was great in it though uh so there's plain view i got miranda Priestley at the play by meryl streep and the devil was good Prada. choice i think she was a blast i mean she, she was meryl streep is so she nailed that role it kind of goes back to what we talked about here a couple of weeks ago which is, is she really kind of like that yeah <laughs> she's almost too good yeah um she she plays a biatch really really well yeah she does almost too well <laughs> almost too well uh so they have him down as james gum for uh instead of buffalo bill yes uh, which kind of threw me off but you know inside we're talking about Simon of the lamb um we kind of already talked about him but uh. dude tucking the wiener in between the legs <laughs> that's all you gotta know evil I'm, that's pure <laughs> evil i'm gonna skip this character because it's a spoiler and she hasn't seen this movie Oh, good call. Yeah, I thought yeah, he was great. That. Yeah, good and choice. That makes for a really good podcast, guys. Yeah, well, we're talking about LA Confidential. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, go watch it. If you haven't yes. seen it, watch LA Confidential. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have Fletcher from Whiplash. Uh, oh, J.K. Simmons. That's a great choice. I think that's one that of the best ones choice. coming out in the couple, last couple uh, 100% years. One hundred percent agree. One hundred percent agree. And there's maybe a reason why he's not on the list is because some of these lists could be a couple years old. Yeah, yeah. that's a good call. J.K. Simmons was so good as, as Fletcher. Oh, he was incredible, dude. I'm so jealous of that choice. <laughs> I, I really went through all of my lists the last fifteen years and went through movie after movie wow. and was just coming across stuff. That's awesome. Like, oh, these would be good. Uh, so little Bill, Little Bill Daggett, played by Gene Hackman in Unforgiven. Oh yeah, uh, he yeah. does a good job of. He thinks he's doing the right thing, but he's just so mean yeah he is mean um hans gruber uh, so i have alan rickman twice yeah um i'm glad he made your honorable mentions he needed to be on somebody's yeah, list somewhere was, yeah yep so there's gunnery sergeant hartman uh i have warden norton played by bomb gutton and shawshank redemption because uh, yeah. he's just the complete opposite of andy but he's not in jail not in prison but he's greedy and he's you know and does and he's selfish and he's still he steals and he does whatever he can do to, I don't know, weasel his way out of it. Yeah. We'll just say it like that. And I think every warden that's ever been in a movie has been bad, but I think he's been the best yeah. of the, the bad wardens. Yeah, because he's such a hypocrite. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, there's Antasha Gur. Uh, I also don't think I'm going to bring him up either. I'll just say Kaiser Soze. Yeah, Kaiser Soze. Okay. Um, oh, gosh, I didn't. How do I not have Kaiser Soze? I figured he was at least. I figured he'd be on somebody's list. <laughs> How did I not put uh, uh, Stansfield played by Gary yeah. Oldman and uh, Leon the Professional? Yeah, because uh, Gary Oldman is so he's he's a bad guy in so many movies. True Romance, he's amazing. Yeah, Dracula, uh, Dracula. Yeah, what's the the Fifth Element? He's yes, great in the Fifth Element. I'm glad you brought up True Romance. So I I love him in that. Well, actually, a lot of lists had um, the Italian actor. Um, Christopher Walken. Oh yeah, yeah. And but he's because he's in this one scene where mm-hmm. he's terrorizing in a way, but he's just like that typical mafia, yep. like you know, um, you're about to die. Yeah, <laughs> with, with Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Yeah. That is a yeah. great scene. Oh, it's, it's a, probably one of the best scenes in that movie. I think it's the best scene as movie. far as acting goes. Anyways, yeah, uh, by two great actors. Mm-hmm. Um, True Romance is one of the most underrated lost movies out there. If you've never seen it, at yeah. least know that it was written by Tarantino. Yep. Um, it's a great, 
gritty, yeah. violent, great movie. It is a great and movie. And a ton of actors that you would never know yeah. are in it. A ton of like actors. Like Val Kilmer. Like Brad Pitt. Yeah, um, yeah. And, he plays uh, the junkie on James the... Gandolfini. Yeah. Um, Gandolfini's there's in a it. ton of actors in this movie. Um, Apollo Creed. There's Begbie from uh, Trainspotting. Oh, yeah. Like Robert Carlyle. I, I remember your God, that guy fun. sucked, man. He was psycho. I have Jin Yu uh, from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, yeah? Simply oh. because she was a badass. She was. Um, so I wrote down uh, Lewis Bloom, played by Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, was, he, was he was an antagonist. So just he was creepy. terrible. Yeah, he was just yeah. creepy. Really creepy. And yeah, I think this is my most hated. This next one, I think, is my most hated. There really wasn't anyone I hated that I wanted to put on here. And I couldn't think of anyone that I hated so much that they should be on this list. But this is the closest one. It's, it's Percy Wetmore from The Green Mile. Uh, played by Doug yeah. Hutchison. I don't really know anything else that he's in. I just knew that he was a twerp. He was a weasel. <laughs> yeah, and he, he was pretty you know, terrible. And uh, there wasn't anything that to like about him, which is why he was act. I think acted pretty well. Yeah. Uh, but I never really liked the Green Mile that much. I was so excited because it was the one after. I'm pretty sure the one after Shawshank. It was. And yeah. it was just okay. Yeah, it didn't measure up. I think that maybe the majestic another... came out, but I didn't like that either. Yeah, it was disappointing. Uh, I have Aaron slash Roy from Primal Fear, played by Edward. Norton. Oh, great choice! Of course, he great was nominated choice. for that. That's the first movie he was ever in. Yeah, uh, good That's movie. That's a great choice. Uh, I thought I was. I always loved Primal Fear, and That's no one ever talks movie. about it. Uh, I I watched it again about six months ago. I watch it. I watch it about once every couple years. Yeah, yeah. Ed Norton is fantastic yeah. in that. Um, for I wrote this down for you, Raybar. Um, Robert Ledgard. Played by Antonio Banderas in The Skin I Live In. Dude! Oh. Yes! That's amazing! That's, that's like choice. every person's nightmare, right? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> well, don't rape someone's daughter, so I guess you have that coming to you, but in a way... Yeah. Uh, Horrifying. Have we I'll let Brandon about? talk about The Skin I Live In, because he introduced me to this movie. Yes. It's so good. I've only yeah. seen it once. Has anyone right. else watched it more than once? Uh, I actually <laughs> saw it twice. I did watch it. it I watched was. it in the movie theater, then I watched it on DVD. It is... And I don't believe... I was going to ask... We've never talked about that on this no, podcast, not have once. we? That's one of my favorite all-time uh, foreign films, and it is probably the freakiest, weirdest, <laughs> most out-of-left-field twist Boy, I've seen is. in a movie. It's directed by Pedro Al... How do you say it? Amaldivar? Uh, yes. So, uh, you know, just know it's really well done. Yeah, well, very well-done movie. Great reputation. Um, it's a thriller. It's a drama. It's... It is disturbing. It's disturbing, and and, <laughs> and in a way, it's kind of gross. It's so gross. It is gross. <laughs> it's so and it's so. Uh, I've I've. There's been some great twists in movies for sure, but this one was probably the one. Like my draw jaw literally dropped. I was texting you because we were, <laughs> we just started kind of texting and talking about movies. I was sitting in my hotel room yeah. watching this because you just told me to watch it, and I was yeah. texting you like. Oh my god! I remember oh that. my god! Is this really happening? That. Like oh, like what am I watching? <laughs> it's That's so great. It's, it's twisted. So good though. I'm so glad you brought that up. Along those lines, though, I just want to mention I almost wrote down the cult leader and Mary May Martha Marley. Oh yeah, I him too. Uh, yeah, star um, John Star, or is that his character John in Hawks. Deadwood? John, John Hawks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John yeah. Hawks. Yeah, um, that's a good choice. I totally for yeah. He was he was pretty effed up too. These yeah. next couple or several, I'll say, are mostly the comedy ones, but I think they're really good ones. Uh, I have Tracy Flick from Election, played by Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, um, that's kind of a gray one as well because she, you could easily one. put Matthew Broderick in there, right? 
But Tracy Flick was that that she was that so, person in high school that would just do anything to win. Yeah, and get she was, by. Yeah, hate that person. Right, <laughs> that raise her hand at every answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's Biff Tannen. I have Uncle Rico. Would you consider him an antagonist? Oh, if he's an antagonist, I need to redo my list. <laughs> Number I one, love I would, Uncle Rico. I wrote him down just to ask you that if you thought he would be an antagonist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, he. Uh, Who else was a bad guy in Napoleon Dynamite? There wasn't really. There wasn't, there wasn't really a bad really guy. A bad guy, yes. But if there was. But if there was, I mean, I guess. <laughs> anyway, we'll think on it. That, that's, <laughs> I, I, regardless whether he is or not, I love that you brought him up. Yeah. Uh, Regina George for Mean Girls. Oh, uh, yeah. That's yeah. a good choice. Yeah. I love Mean great. Girls. Uh, here's uh, Samantha James in Just Friends by Anna Ferris. Oh, Because dude. we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. How great She's she great. was in that movie. Uh, probably my favorite <laughs> female comic is. performance ever she is so funny oh she's movie. hilarious <laughs> she just what is she like punching ryan reynolds in the dick or whatever blueberry <laughs> uh, um great okay uh, here's a couple jim carrey ones i have hank evans for me myself and irene uh, and yeah. i also have the cable guy oh yeah um, he would be an antagonist he was great in both of those roles in you know everyone knows how i feel about jim carrey if they listen to this podcast um ed rooney for ferris bueller's day off yeah I, I, you know jeffrey jones is the actor who played him and usually most of the stuff i see him in i don't like i thought he was good in deadwood and and i remember from howard the duck and that's pretty much about <laughs> it but he was really good as ed rooney um this is random as hell this is bruce willis playing jimmy the tulip Tudeski in the whole nine yards dude I love whole nine yards. Well, that's just funny because I like and, I like uh, Matthew uh, Perry a lot. Yeah, no, he, and he was really funny, Matthew. But I'll never forget my favorite part of that whole movie is when he throws him a beer on a boat and it just goes right back. Do you remember that? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> that was a random one I came across, but I mean, I thought Bruce Willis was really good at it. Yeah, he so. was. Uh, Sack Lodge, played by Bradley Cooper in The Wedding Crashers. Oh yeah. Uh, num 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 yeah. num. <laughs> that was his buddy that does that. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, and then my last of the funny. Ones. No, no, I got two more. I got Debo from Friday. Oh, good <laughs> choice. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dave Harkin from Kevin Spacey and Horrible Bosses. Nice. Because he, just like Lumberg, just that boss. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and here's a bunch from like, um, I don't know, a series of movies. I don't know whether they're trilogies, but I've got like, you know, Khan from Star Trek yeah. to... Uh, the Terminator, which I brought up in protagonist. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. work either way. But the first Terminator, uh, Lord Voldemort. I think Val- Ray Fiennes was awesome as Voldemort. And they did a good job designing Voldemort when he finally came oh, on he screen. Was, yeah, he was scary looking. I mean, I think kids could get yeah. pretty freaked out for all the young kids that watched Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Speaking of Ray character. Fiennes, you could have listed Dude, him I, in Schindler's List. did Schindler's List. And there's just one. Uh, he was, uh, what about... In Bruges. Oh yeah, like yeah. Ray Fiennes plays. He plays uh, a pretty sure. good villain. Angry actor, quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, good villain. Agent Smith in The Matrix. Oh yeah, that's I have like Gollum cool. from Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's a good because choice. Because Andy Serkis was great. Yeah. Um, and here's the only cartoon character I put on there. It's Scar, played by Jeremy Irons. Scar I think was, he was a great, great, great villain. Okay, because I could have put these also in my top five very easily. But they're all Star Wars. It's Jabba the Hutt, Boba Fett, Darth Maul was the only time anything will ever come up yeah, in the prequels. But that's the, the only thing good about Darth the Maul was yeah. great and not used enough. And uh, I have two more things to say. I've already brought up. Well, I already brought up uh, the Xenomorph, Predator, and the Shark. But I love all those characters. I love the Aliens movies so much, and just how scary, creepy they just always designed them. But you know, can't talk much more about that. And the Predator was awesome too, Predator especially was the awesome. first movie. Yeah. Um, lastly, 
I wrote this down because I want to know if you two have seen this this movie. It's Mommy Dearest. Uh, yeah, Joan uh, Crawford played Joan... Faye Dunaway. Yeah, she's people say it's so bad it's funny. It's one of those kinds of things. Have you seen it, Rachel? I haven't. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've Brandon, seen what it. Do you know about I've it? seen it. I watched it growing up. Uh, no more wire what, hangers. Yeah, no more yeah. wire hangers is the iconic, famous line from it. But I mean, she's terrible. She's playing. Uh, Faye Dunaway is playing this Joan Crawford character who is a real life actress, and she's well, basically a terrible person, terrible mom to her kid. And basically, uh, I mean, she was so much more into her career and her image and herself than she was Joan Crawford. Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, than she was her kid. And so she, I mean, she treated her kid horribly. Now, what's funny is, as I've gotten older, I too have found out that it's like over the top and kind of so bad it's good. When I was growing up, I didn't know that. I just thought it was really good and I thought she was really scary. And I did watch it as an adult. And it is, I mean, it can be a little over the top and cheesy, but it's really entertaining. And she is really a despicable person. I apologize. There was a lot of stuff, but hey, I found I some pretty good ones villains. that I to talk about. Villains so. are fun to talk about. And I feel like there's some out there that I'm going to be thinking, I'm like, ah, I wish we would have, wish we would have talked about it. And there's a couple on your I'm I'm glad you went through all the ones that you went through because there was some like, how did I forget about him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so those were some good choices. Yeah. All I got. Oh, so we already know what we're going to do for our list next week, I believe, right? We're going to do, and this, you have to listen next week. Because behind the scenes of Pulp Fiction, I have let Jacobin know that there is either there is something in the movie universe that he loves, whether it be a, I'll just, a movie, a character, an actor, a, a trilogy, a series, whatever it may be, that he loves that I feel is very overrated and I've adamantly been known to talk badly about. Uh, to other people other than Jacob because I've kept it as a surprise. I have no idea. He has no idea. Purposely, and this this thing or object or person or movie or whatever has been brought up multiple times on the show, but I've purposely avoided giving my feelings on this because I wanted to wait until we got to the list that we're <laughs> going to do next week, which is going to be the top five most overrated movies of all time. We're doing it in honor of your games mocking Jay part two coming out. <laughs> so that gives you a good idea of what we think about Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> so be sure to listen next week, not just to hear what our top five most overrated movies of all time, but to hear the shock and awe and dismay of Jacob when mm-hmm. I list uh, what may be my number one for next week's list. You know that, that Michael Jackson gif of, uh, from the Thriller video where he's just eating popcorn? popcorn? That's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine that's me the entire time this conversation's going on next week. I'm looking forward to, hear, to hearing it. So. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's It's been been talked about behind the scenes on the podcast for months now. So be sure to listen next week. Thanks for tuning in to Pulp Fiction. <laughs>